Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from New York, Joey. No chill, pray now. Good morning, Andy. Morning, dude. How's it going? It's good, man. I uh, got my little yoga in this morning and uh, trying to fire on all cylinders. But... You know, I've been battling. Oh, I did it. I did it. Oh, I did it right to start the show. That's a, that is that is amateur hour. That's pathetic. Whoever made that call, I'm happy, though, because now I'm clearly aware of the sniffling. So whatever. But uh, I was saying that, you know, I've been battling some vermin. Got to go to my Twitter. Accidentally caught two raccoons while trying to catch a groundhog. Actually, I tried to text your brother, Mikey. For some reason, this text wasn't going through because I knew he would have a hot take on this. Yeah. So what did you do with the raccoons? I just let them out. It's funny hearing people's different opinions. Now, letting them out also was not easy. I wish I had. I should have set up my camera. Because they're so vicious. It was two grown raccoons in one trap. What are the odds? I woke up 5.30 in the morning because it was outside the basement window and I hear animals going nuts. They had basically, they're smart animals. They're digging, they're destroying the yard or that flower bed area. And I was like, I got to let them out. But you can't just lift the trap because they're crazy. I can't hold the trap open like a chipmunk while they're just run out. Raccoons are vicious, as you know. They'll attack me. So I had to basically shove a giant stick and keep it opened in like a Jimmy Rig fashion while they ran out. And they didn't run out right away. And my neighbor was like, I would have just left them there. Let them, he's like, they're nocturnal. Just let them die. Just let them bake in the sun. I go, yeah, then what am I doing with the bodies, dude? Yeah, another, that's, a hot, that's a hot take. Another neighbor, just get a gun. Just put a bullet through both their heads. I mean, the, the hot takes of how to handle these. I go, guys, I'm just letting them out. Put, take them somewhere else and let them out. Yeah, I'm going to put two wild raccoons in my car. That would have been pretty awesome. Then they get out of the cage and then you just get devoured by raccoons inside your toyota corolla didn't that happen in uh wasn't there a loose raccoon in one of the harold and kumar movies in their car maybe sounds about right so i'm giving up i, I i'm i'm waving the white flag right now groundhog, you, catch, groundhog, you catch one raccoon and now the groundhog's free to live two raccoons i'm not setting that trap out my brother warned me he knew it he goes dude you're gonna catch raccoons if you set that trap out at night, I know the groundhogs come out at night as well, but you're going to catch raccoons. Now, no one expected me to catch two grown raccoons in one trap. Vicious little fuckers they are. 
So the battle against the groundhog, which I kept calling a gopher for some reason, is lost. I'm waving the white flag. Let them destroy the backyard. The other option I've been told is literally to just sit in a chair all night and wait for the thing to come up and then shoot it. I'm like, what, what, who, what? Am I just going to wait? First of all, I don't own a gun. I guess they used, I guess they used to get in my brother's trash can, like out of control at his bar. Raccoons. Where it was a problem because the, the workers couldn't even empty the trash. They were so crazy and vicious. You couldn't lift the giant trash can. So one of the workers had a crossbow and he would just go in there and shoot him. John did that in our trash can when he was a kid. A crossbow? Yeah. He swore. First, he swore that the crossbow was powerful enough to shoot through the can. So he was like, I'm just going to shoot literally through the can. Then he kept missing. So eventually, because he's a savage, he was just like, on three, you guys are going to lift up the trash can. And he just threw a gigantic boulder into there. And just, Shut up. Yeah. Well, the best part is my brother said that one of his female waitresses at the time said, this is so inhumane. And he said, okay, fine. You have to take the trash out then. And apparently after a couple hours, she already rescinded that and said, no, shoot them. I, I, they're terrifying. I lift that thing. It's, it's, they're vicious, especially when there's a gang of them. Trash pandas. Yeah. Panda, which is panda, 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 which is a great name of a minor league team. I learned. Yeah. Minor league teams have the best names. Sure do. Unlike major league baseball team names or professional sports. Segway. I like the Guardians. Oh my God. Why? I I like it. It's got first of all, it's still got Ians in it. Like Indians, Guardians. I liked that it was based on the Guardians of Traffic statues. I liked that uh, you know. Like I tweeted, they could do a Guardians of the Galaxy inspired alternate jerseys. Um, I mean, all the other options, like the the problem with all these teams, like, hey, let's just pick a random animal. Yeah, I agree. That's bad. Whatever. I, I like the Guardians. I'm into it. I just don't, I don't know. I just don't think it flows well. The Cleveland Guardians. Look, I, look, I don't hate it. I agree. There's a lot of bad team names picking a random animal i just think they picked something that you know related to the city that was like it's literally right there i like it i didn't i mean the the g logo that they put out immediately was trash yes but but like you know the the you know like the whole idea of it is great for me you know now you got to get somebody to work on cool merch and designs and whatever but i i don't hate guardians guardians or spiders which would you prefer i mean they had there spiders was a thing in the past right like i would go spiders personally i would go guardians it's like i i hate the let's just do a animal thing are, is Cleveland particularly known for spiders? Is it a particularly arachnid-filled area? 
I don't know. Like, when's the last time there was a bear in Chicago? Outside of a, you know, gay bar. <laughs> Outside of Boys Town, where yeah. was a, a a bear? They that's what they should change the logo to. Just some bear dudes. Take a picture of some bear dudes from Boys Town, and then take that Happ- as you're happily eating like a you know pastrami sandwich, sausage, yeah. <laughs> Italian sausage, the beard, a little little beard gut, a little mustard on his lip, flannel shirt. There's some twink in the background, just like, hey. See, now you had to go too far. That took it too far. Yeah, it took it too far. Canceled. Dude, if you're gay. Oh, here we go. No, I, I just thought of something. Like, that's got to be great. You you know, you have a whole area of town. You're like, I'm going to go. Only gay dudes are going to be there. Because if I, the argument can be, oh, if you're straight. That, but that's not true. If I go to a bar or a gang of bars, it's not going to be only straight dudes. Unless like, it's Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. <sighs> I haven't gone since I've been back. There's one close to me. That's crazy. Getting heavy on the chili and the Applebee's. Like, what do you? There is no Applebee's near me. I know you've said this forever. There has not been an Applebee's near this residence for a long time. Seems like you're just letting uh, letting a lot of business get away there, Andy. Maybe you should start the Applebee's. They did. They Put did open some local Xavier prep uh, newspaper clippings. Yeah. Well, they did open a new Trader Joe's in Northern Kentucky. That was big news. Great. Went went yesterday. It's awesome. Not going to lie. An old Joseph Beth bookseller store. This is my life. Had a little, went to TJ's, came back, had the fam over, and uh, had a grill out yesterday. I'm learning. I'm learning, Joe. It's a learning curve. I'm learning how to, my dad had a Weber charcoal grill, and I'm uh, I'm learning how to use it. Do you have much experience with that? Yeah. We had a Weber charcoal grill on our rooftop in Brooklyn for many years. Courtesy of Pizza Starro. I think it was like a, uh, I think it was one of the things you could get for like a corporate gift from Johnson and Johnson. He was like, give me the big Weber grill. I like it, dude. Don't you? I think it just, yeah, it just makes, gr- makes great meat. Yeah. Gr- great burgers. And shout out to our friends at Butcher Box for sending some meat. Had some of their grass-fed burgers yesterday and uh, cooked about nine of them. And it, it was great. Had, my dad has a lot of seasoning still here, and, and we seasoned it. And it's a great way to celebrate your summer dirt balls. If you haven't ordered Butcher Box, I can't recommend enough. And luckily, today's sponsor, Butcher Box, wants you to celebrate. Wants to celebrate. I'm sorry. I'm messing this up. Luckily, today's sponsor, ButcherBox, wants to celebrate you this summer. Listen to this offer. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members two free lobster tails and two free ribeyes in your first box so you can share a high-quality surf and turf meal with friends or enjoy it by yourself. Simply sign up and enjoy your ButcherBox delivery frequency. They offer four curated box options and a custom box that lets you choose your favorite cuts 
ButcherBox ships your order frozen at the peak freshness and packed in an eco-friendly 100% recyclable box. You enjoy high quality meat delivered to your door and more time for amazing meals together. I do love lobster tail, Joe. I, I assume you're a lobster tail guy as well. Yeah, of course. So this really is a great deal that you guys should not pass up. Once again, ButcherBox is offering our listeners two five-ounce lobster tails and two 10-ounce ribeyes for free in your first box. You can only get this special offer when you sign up for a new membership at butcherbox.com forward slash dirty. That's butcherbox.com forward slash dirty for free lobster tails and ribeyes in your first box. And uh, you guys should definitely do this. It's a great deal and they have great products and surf and turf is I'm going to sign up so I can get some surf and turf. Yeah. Surf and turf is great, man. Meat, lobster tails. That's, that's a good meal. I like, I like to, uh, when I do my lobster tail, sometimes I'll, I'll make a little lobster tail salad. You ever do that? I have not done that. No, I just want to eat that lobster tail with butter. Just go the old fashioned way with butter. Yeah. That's what they should have called Cleveland. The Cleveland lobster tails. No, nothing. It'd only be slightly worse than the spiders. They they could have gone Cleveland steamers. I mean, we all wanted it. We all wanted it. And by we, me, we all wanted Cleveland steamers. I feel like the guardian thing is just like a great example of like, no one's ever happy. It's like immediately. I agree. People were like, this is awful. It's like, why is this awful? What's I, bad about this? I, I was more exaggerating the start of the show as far like, I don't really care at the end of the day. What does annoy me is when people have takes who don't follow sports. That's something that's always gotten under my skin when the non-sports crowd tries to hop in, whether it's the Super Bowl or sports names. It's like, yeah, stay in your lane. My my thing was just like the the people who are never going to be happy no matter what and like wanted to just stay Indians. And it's just like, you, you people are just the worst. Yeah. I mean, look, guys. I don't know how many times we're going to say this. It's the wrong name. They weren't from India. I, that, that's, that's all I have to say about that. It, it was the wrong name. They were given the completely wrong name of people. I don't know how you counter that. I know, I know someone who would counter. You don't know it. how you counter that? Uh, you know, do, do you realize, I mean, we've got a lot of stories today. Uh, where you can't believe what people are doing, but like you can't believe it. I believe it. <laughs> people are ridiculous. It's tradition. It's tradition. They've had that name since 1915. Yeah. You want to segue into football with these ridiculous takes? Is that where you're going? Sure. So things have moved quickly since our last episode concerning the NFL and COVID. Frank is now has COVID. I didn't see that. Yeah. So basically the NFL issues a statement last week saying they're not going to reschedule games this year because of a COVID outbreak. Last year obviously was the height of the pandemic and they allowed the rescheduling. This year, it's an 18-week schedule, and no games will be rescheduled around an 18-week schedule. So if a COVID outbreak happens among unvaccinated players, 
the team with the outbreak will forfeit and be credited with a loss for playoff seating. Right. Also, any cancel games of an outbreak among unvaccinated players slash staff will be responsible for financial losses and subject to potential discipline from the commissioner. So they're throwing down the hammer. And then on top of that, Bruce Arians will fine players $14,000 for every protocol breach within his team. So basically he By told vaccinated players. Yes. Basically if you're unvaccinated like and and but, but not just that, did you see what else he said? No. He will find any unvaccinated okay, you're right. Sorry, I didn't read close. Unvaccinated player $14,000 anytime he is not wearing a mask where he's supposed to. Yeah. Because now we have a now we have a bubbling situation with players who are being outspoken about not wanting to get vaccinated. And the league is clearly on the record saying where, you know, basically we still have to test people, especially the unvaccinated. And now, now, you know, I, I don't know how it works precisely for their testing, but across basically everything, a lot of the other sports um, it's, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to get tested as often. And when you're unvaccinated, you do. So, and and, and real quick to hop in, same same protocol at the NFL, Joe. Yeah. So it's, it's the same protocol. If if you're vaccinated, less testing. Yeah. If you're unvaccinated, you're get, get, getting tested every day. And so, if you're unvaccinated, and you're this outspoken, I'm not going to be a vac. I'm not going to get vaccinated. Well, then you better live and die by the protocols that they had set last year, and you better keep up the same standard of the masks all the time, not the you know. Basically, it's really simple. And I know that there are just people out there who refuse to do anything. But again, I didn't have a strong opinion on personally getting vaccinated one way or the other, but I literally did it so I could go to a baseball game. So I didn't have to wear a mask all the time. So I didn't like the potential negative effects of it to me were outweighed greatly by just like, okay, I'm vaccinated. I can show my vaccination card. I got to do a bunch of things on this trip that they required me to have vaccination for. I don't have to wear my mask in places anymore. I know it's forever. So that's just part of the decision. You can't decide to be a player who wants to not be vaccinated and not go along with the COVID protocols of wearing your mask. So the idea that Bruce Arians is going to find those people for that is totally reasonable. Yeah. And to follow up what we said last episode, both of us agree. I'm not going to shame somebody for not getting vaccinated. I'm, I'm going to shame a football player though, <laughs> I but, am. but, but I was going to say this, I, I, I understand it, it was a quickly developed vaccine, but also I, don't know, I was having this conversation the other the other weekend with my brother. And it was like, I, I, I personally, I don't like the equivalent of how long it took to come up with a polio vaccine or chicken pox or smallpox. That was a hundred years ago. You know, you know, quickly we develop things now. Like, 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 I mean, yeah, that, that's, it, that's a, a ridiculous thing. I mean, think about how long because, it took to come up with the telephone. It took the, the entire history of the human civilization to come up with a telephone. And then within, 
you know, 100 years, we have a computer on your telephone. That's what I'm saying. But and I, by the way, because I've heard that I've heard people say, well, you know, like, hey, they got it done and so quickly. And I, you know, I say, well, look, I think it worked. The Operation Warp Speed and putting it out there with companies, obviously, they're trying to make money. So it's capitalism in play. I, I don't like that argument of it was too quick. And maybe it was. But I see your point as well on football players. I tweeted that out. I don't understand how a Cole Beasley or DeAndre Hopkins or whoever who makes their living running across the middle against defensive backs, linebackers who are trying to decapitate them, which will cause severe health and side effects, are saying, well, I don't trust it. Fine, man. Yeah, that's the thing. We we don't know whether or not the vaccine is unhealthy. We know playing football is desperately unhealthy. Correct. But listen, all the Cole Beasley's of the world, like, you know, I've said it on the show before about other things. I'll say it again. Like you can have your, you can have an opinion on whether or not you want to get vaccinated. But what Cole Beasley is doing is being a dipshit jackass. Look at me. I want the attention of being an anti-vaxxer. The end. We talked about everybody hammering LeBron. And this is why you don't say it one way or the other. Because now Cole Beasley is on a soapbox being an anti-vaxxer. Arguing with people all day, every day on Twitter. His own teammates. You went to fuck. You're a dipshit slot receiver in the NFL. You do not have a medical degree. You do not have like he like the idea that him and this other guy from the thing are are tweeting about Fauci. It's like, bro, do you want to like just sit down and have a straight up IQ test? Like you're not qualified. Well, obviously, it's not just Cole Beasley. I mean, we're seeing it spread. We're seeing DeAndre Hopkins deleting this tweet. We're seeing Jalen Ramsey commenting back and forth with him. I mean, this is clearly a problem with the NFL. And the NFL doesn't care. It's clear. They want to play games because they want to make money. We have done like how far down the like and the the idea that people are shocked about this. I mean, the coaches that are getting fired, they said all tier one employees, you have to be vaccinated. If you don't want to get vaccinated, get the fuck out. And these coaches are like, what do you mean? It's like, oh, did you miss the memo where they banned somebody life for life for not contorting? their body in a preferred manner during the worst song of all time. Like get the fuck out of here. Wake up. The NFL gives zero fucks about any of you. Aaron Rodgers is not above the NFL. Tom Brady is not, no one is above. No one is above the shield. No one. They will just move right along. And the thing is, again, I'm not judging any of them on a personal level, but I am judging them as teammates. You're a piece of shit teammate. If, if I plan a family vacation right now for my whole family. I'm like, Hey, listen, we finally have everybody on the same schedule. All the brothers and sisters can go all the nieces and nephews. My mom, we're all going to Hawaii and the hotel we're staying at requires vaccination and somebody doesn't want to get vaccinated. And now they ruin the trip. You're a selfish piece of shit. You can make the decision you want, but we talked about this. We planned this. We spent money on this. And now you're not doing it because you want to do it. Fine. That's your personal opinion. But just know that you're ruining for all of us. If you're a football player 
I don't care about your personal opinions, but you're a bad teammate to not get vaccinated. The end. Look, I know it's a touchy issue, civil liberties, personal liberties and freedoms. And these are kind of issues that we're delving into. And I understand that. But it's it's not it's not really, you know, everyone's trying to make everything so black. Like, like, is, is this an equivalent? I think it's an equivalent. I could be wrong. When you go to certain countries in the past, if I was to go on a safari to Africa. Oh, you mean you would need your vaccine passport? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, I would not be allowed. This is a fact. I would not be allowed unless I had my malaria and whatever shots polio, you know, whatever it is. I don't know, but I know that. I know that's true. And I'm pretty sure even before I went abroad for a semester in college in Europe. And how about like when you went to fucking kindergarten? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're not like this shit didn't happen before. So if you go to school, you have to get your shots. So I understand it is, it's a little different. I'm not saying they're the same. It's a little different if a restaurant says, Hey, you can't come in here. And have you experienced that one time yet? No. You see have, reports. I don't know how, if it's how about, true. How about this, Andy? Have you done anything where they said they required a vaccine and then you just show up and they never asked you for anything and they never fucking looked at a card and they never, because that's happened to me multiple times already. The only time I've had to show my vaccine card is Reds offer $10 tickets with proof of vaccine card. That's the only time I've ever had to show it to anybody. So I, I see a lot of signs on doors, right? Like of grocery stores, wear a mask unless you've been vaccinated. Yeah. So wear a mask unless you're, unless you've been vaccinated or are prepared to lie that you've been vaccinated. Although no one's going to ask you. So just do whatever the fuck you want. The NFL only cares about money, only cares about money. And honestly, it's just to me, we had a global pandemic. Uh, we had a pandemic in the United States that killed over 600,000 people. The idea that somebody is out there saying, how dare you tell me what I can and can't do about vaccines? If you're a fan, oh my God, I hope you were fucking on the front lines of the how dare you tell a person what bot, what position to contort their body in during your poem fight? Because that hurt absolutely nobody. And you motherfuckers weren't talking about that. Now suddenly, hey, my body, my choice. Correct. My body, my choice. Kneel, stand, fucking do whatever I want. Right? That didn't hurt anybody. That's why our political spectrum is a is a fucking disaster, because suddenly people are suddenly people are literally saying my body, my choice. That's a phrase about abortion. That the people who are saying it didn't fuck didn't support. It's creating problems and we see it within the bills organization right now, like like Cole Beasley is essentially daring the bills to cut him. And to be honest, if I'm a GM, I'm cutting. I, I want to cut. I'm, I would cut Cole Beasley for saying, for tweeting that he was the best slot receiver in the NFL and therefore proving me without having to do chess that he has massive CTE. 
like Cole Beasley, I, you had a good year last year. You're, you do work well in that offense, how it's run around Josh Allen, because they do a lot of packages with the slot receiver, but you're so replaceable, dude. You are, you are, you are beyond replaceable at that position. That's just a fact. And now that you're chirping back and forth with other receivers, this is not good. Dude, if you don't want to get the vax, fine. Cool. I respect that. Then, but just shut the fuck up about it. Yes. Just, just go along with your day, man. I know people who aren't vaccinated. They're not open about it. Like they're not, they're not going on social media. They have their opinions. I respect that. And that's fine. I say, but, but I not- will say it before I, I said it before, I will say it again. I don't care what you do. I don't care at all. Also, if you're on my football team, and you don't get vaccinated. You're a piece of shit. The end. You don't care about your teammates. You don't care about your coaches. You don't care about your fans. If the bills get a game forfeited because fucking Cole Beasley didn't get back, didn't get vaccinated. Fuck you. We all kinds of sacrifices are made to play fucking sports. This is the reality of 2021. You're yeah, get, also you're not allowed to fucking smoke weed. Yeah, again, I, I I don't I really don't I would want someone to point out what what is the difference between a school saying you have to get vaccinated or a country before you enter in the past. What's the difference is is the NFL isn't saying it. <laughs> They're not saying it to players. They're just saying you have to abide Wear by all these protocols yeah. and whatever, and you have to get tested every day. And when Cole Beasley gets fucking COVID, we're not forfeiting games. You're not getting paid. But the idea that you're going to be the person who's talking about your health and safety as a slot receiver in the NFL, it's like, bro, your family is going to be feeding you fucking you know, creamed corn when you're 47 because your brain's going to be mush and you're talking about the health and safety of your family. I agree. But let me play devil's advocate for a minute. I I agree. I tweeted that out when someone like Cole Beasley or any of these guys talk about health and safety when they play one of the most violent sports in the world. But what if someone said that argument is whack because they know what they're getting into with football. They do know it's dangerous. They don't know the vaccine. What would you say to that? I would say that Cole Beasley has been vaccinated 20, for 20 different things in his life. And he, he took it not knowing how any of them work. Okay. It's a fair point. The people who are like, I don't know. But we don't know the long-term effects. That's true. We, we don't know the long-term you know effects. You know what we don't know the long-term effects of? Using our cell phones. True. We don't know the long-term effects of fucking anything. But I'm, but I'm saying, Joe. We don't know the long-term effects of driving an electric car. Are those batteries pumping out cancer? But the vaccine, the vaccine is the newest amongst all the things that you're saying is all I'm saying. Right. But I'm just but my point is, is like the idea that Cole Beasley, they say, hey, listen, uh, here's what we're going to do when we're in training camp. Curfew's 10 o'clock. We're not coming door to door, but we're going to send you a text and you're going to send us back a picture showing us you're in your room. And Cole Beasley like, I don't use my cell phone. I don't trust it. 
I'm not a cell phone user. You're going to have to call me on the landline. They're going to be like, no, Cole, you got to have a fucking cell phone. He's gonna be like, no, they're going to be like, you know what? This guy's a bigger problem than fucking we need. If you don't understand how any vaccines work or any of them, then like, how, how dare you weigh in on fucking whether this one works or not? You know what I did? I called three doctors I know. And I was like, Hey, seems really fast. And they're like, here's why it's not a big fucking deal. You know how we could have solved all those other issues we have with a trillion dollars thrown out of it, thrown at it and, and give us a trillion dollars and we'll fix AIDS. Yeah. So we'll see. But also it's a matter of weighing your, the, the benefits, like what is, what is, what are the long-term effects going to be for Cole Beasley? 30 billion people around the world suddenly drop dead. Is that what he's worried about? Well, that's the argument I've made all along is if, if, if the majority of the world, then you got bigger problems than fucking you're yeah. like, bro, then there's no NFL. Yeah. But risk reward, dude, you're on, you know, people, we, we argued for so many years, like, of course the NFL's uh, weed rules are antiquated. But the fact of the matter is Josh Gordon isn't in the league because he couldn't fucking stop. Every other player found a way to go, listen, I'm either not going to do it or I'm going to hide it or whatever. We all agree weed should be legal. We all agree. But it's Josh Gordon's fault that he's not in the NFL for smoking weed. Every other player makes a sacrifice. I'm not going to take bong hits in season. Even though I like weed, I care about my team and winning, my life, you know, my livelihood, making money, being, you know, trying to achieve something. So you give up something you really care about for the sake of your team. If Cole Beasley was on my team, I'd be like, you're a fucking dork loser. Who's now like, what's your career aspirations? Be anti-vaxxer guy. Fuck you. I, you know, you know, I, well, it's already happening first of all. And I don't even know. I, I'm so confused at this point. Does anybody who doesn't want to get the vaccine or someone like Cole Beasy, is he automatically an anti-vaxxer? Because I'm assuming, like you said, he's gotten a lot of vaccines right, in his life. So technically, he's not even an anti-vaxxer. He's an anti-COVID-19 vax. And well, he, he got a bunch of other shit before he was, had a platform and decided, oh, I'm going to start tweeting about it. I'll, I'll say this as well. We all know how violence the NFL is and the amount of shots these guys get. How many times do you think Cole Beasley has had been injected something to play in a game? Yeah. Whether it's cortisone or whatever. And do you think at, at any point in his life, he was like, Hey, just like w w the first time they started giving cortisone shots for pain, like how long had they been developing this? Was it tested? Is it FDA approved? Also, we don't we don't believe Fauci or the CDC or the FDA, but I still need things to be FDA approved. Like, I love it when people question everything that the government's doing, but then they're like, it's not FDA approved yet. So wait, it's not approved by the people you don't trust. Like, I don't even fucking understand what you guys are talking about at this point. Look, I have no problem questioning government and questioning people. I, you know, I do a lot of that myself, but this is a hill 
where he's losing. He's going to lose. He's going to lose. Dr. Zach Olmstead, who came to my show on Brooklyn with a injection of truth into the show. There's never been a long-term effect of any vaccine in history beyond two months time. Can you repeat that? There's never been a long-term effect of, I assume side effect of any vaccine in history beyond two months time. The show will go on Cole and DeAndre Hopkins and anybody else. The show will go on guys. In a way that, in a way, like it makes me appreciate the NFL in a crazy way. Just like, they're just going to go on. Like, like there's positives and negatives that no one's bigger than the product on the field because it will go on and it doesn't matter. And, And now to pivot into another big story with the NFL, we have to talk to Sean Watson, who we haven't heard anything about for a while. Yeah kind of crazy we've talked about the nfl's pr machine deshaun watson was accused of how many sexual assaults slash rapes yeah i mean i mean he was like he was the bill cosby of the nfl and what's weird is that trevor bauer is suspended indefinitely while they investigate one claim and now the rumors are Trevor Bauer's teammates don't want him to come back under any circumstances, but there's like 25 claims against Deshaun Watson and he had to report to camp because he didn't want to be fined. If Deshaun Watson didn't report to camp, he's fined $50,000 a day. He said he still wants to be traded, but he doesn't want to lose 50 G's a day. So now the Texans are saying they will negotiate trades or entertain trade offers they want at least three first round picks for him. Who's going to give them that? Like, let's just name a team. Like, what team is going to do this? So you're trading for a guy who may or may not be in jail, be suspended, be suspended. I guess the Bills could get him to play receiver. What I don't team? know. Name a team. I, unless there's an assurance that he's not going to be suspended. How can they assure him that if what I mean, if charges get pressed and I don't know. I'll be honest. I've lost track. This, this thing was so deep. We, we talked about it a lot when it was happening. I almost feel like this is blowing over. I mean, we, we talked about this before again. Buffalo's got a quarterback. Miami's got a quarterback. New England's got a quarterback. Jets have a quarterback. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Tennessee, Denver, Indianapolis. Yeah. So wait, we we keep going back to just the just Denver. I, I don't know. Las Vegas. I mean, like. Who are who is this team that has this that three that has, first round picks? I think they're drunk. But my inkling is that nothing's going to happen to him. 
why would it not have already happened? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it have happened already? Dude, he had so many charges against him. It was woman after woman after woman. We were in that slow but then period. The PR, the, so the Texans have him, right? They can't help having him unless they trade him. But you have to be a team willing to trade for that guy. You have to be willing to take on this PR. And then he's telling the team, this is such a bad situation. And then he's telling his current team he doesn't want to play for them, but yet he's still showing up to camp because at the same token, he doesn't want to lose all this money. Right. What a disaster. Who's going to be? I mean, I, I think Deshaun Watson, I think he ends up playing. I think he ends up starting fucking week one for the Texans. 22 women have accused Deshaun Watson of sexual misconduct and sexual assault. So the same number of people on an NFL football field have accused him of this. I agree. He's going to be the Texans starting quarterback. He's Who? just going to play because they don't, they can't trade him and he doesn't want to get fined. <laughs> what a mess. I've never seen a situation like this. It's a total, total Who's cluster coach these days. He's a first year coach. It's, uh, it's not Romeo Cornell. No, no. David Coley. Rip David Coley. He's like, this is unbelievable. Imagine you imagine you're gonna deal with this situation your first year. This is what he's walking into. A guy accused of all these things who wants to be traded. They can't trade him. He also doesn't want to be fined, so he's still showing up. He's the guy who doesn't want to be at work, but he's at work because he needs the money. This is so every all- guy ever. I was gonna. <laughs> I was going to say, it's basically everybody showing up to their job. I don't want to be here, but I need the money. I fucking hate my job. I hate my team. I hate my employer. I wish I could get a new job, but no one wants me. What a, what a mess, man. What a disaster. So good luck. What is, what is the, I'm going to look this up right now. What is the Texans over under for wins? Because I would bet the under, whatever they are. What do you think it is? Five. Close, four and a half. But I'm not seeing anybody lower, Joe. I mean, this is a shit show. I think Cole Beasley and Sean Watson need their own podcast. They should just retire. I don't know what it's going to be titled. I don't know, but I know Dabo can get it on whatever network he listens to. Oh, Dabo. I wonder, wonder what's going on Dabo's head with all these college football 
changes underway. Dabo's going to have the only team that can compete for a championship, not in the SEC at some point. Yeah, so Texas and Oklahoma officially announced that they are wanting to leave the Big 12 for the SEC. It's official. I hate this. I really do. I I almost feel like we should just stop talking about college sports altogether. Like I almost feel like we should ban it from our show. Go on. Where, where's our, where's our Reddit page uh, curator? I need a poll on the Reddit page. Should we just stop talking about college sports entirely? Yes or no. I don't want to do that. What do we talk about? It, it's all just a sham. The whole thing. Like what, what aspect of college foot of, of college athletics at all is still worth talking. Do we ever talk about other than, them fucking up the bureaucracy of it. So now we're adding two more big teams to the SEC. Uh, but we couldn't we couldn't have a long we couldn't have a expanded playoff system for all of these years until now because all the fucking college football diehards are like the regular season won't matter. Well, guess what? The regular season doesn't fucking matter at all because essentially now every important team and Clemson and fucking one pac 12 team. That's good. Every year is going to be in the sec. And then, so the sec champ is the champ. Like what? Well, not just that, you know, with the playoffs expanding to 12 teams and the sec expanding to 16 teams, how many of those 16 are going to be in the 12 team playoff every year from one conference? Yeah. It, dude, it's it's the SEC at this point is Amazon. They, they are Amazon. They've bought Whole Foods. They've got the entertainment streaming service, Amazon Prime. They've got the delivery service. They're gobbling up all the mom and pop stores. The SEC is Whole Foods. The SEC is Amazon. Literally, they're Amazon. And you're right. Like at this point, when you have such a power conference, they are—they were already a power conference. But also now they're adding Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. So like Texas stinks. But Oklahoma's always there. Great. But my point is like to me, the idea that there's anybody alive anymore that's arguing that college football or college sports in general is legitimate, that this isn't, so poorly run into the ground. Who are you? Football? Who are you college football fans? Well, this is obviously good for the SEC financially. But at, at, at some point, you know, we talk about monopolies in the real world. And, and obviously, it's a highly discussed topic of Amazon. That's why I use them. Microsoft was you know, accused. And I think actually litigation happened, right. Of monopolies. You've seen it in the past with companies. My point is this is a monopoly. They are a monopoly. This is not good for the sport. I, I, I think. Oh shit. You know what else wasn't good for the sport? 
crumbling the Big East. You know what else wasn't good for the sport? Letting fucking Missouri join the fucking SEC. Letting Texas A&M join the SEC. I mean, we've done this. We're so far down the fucking line. The ACC used to mean something. The Big East used to mean something. The Big 12 used to mean something. The Big 10 used to mean something. What matters at all except the SEC anymore? Nothing. Who's coming out of the Big 10? Who's coming out of the Big 12 now? Who's coming out of the back? It doesn't matter. The whole thing is shit. Every single college football game is about five fucking teams. And can you beat one of those five teams? If you're one of those five teams, do you beat the other five teams? There is nothing interesting about college football as a whole. Nothing. It's not interesting. Sixteen teams in one conference. It would have been so much smarter to, to hate to say I fucking told you so. Go to a fucking expanded college playoff a long time ago, and have each conference's bid into that tournament mean something. Now you have a chance at the championship. Now you have a chance of winning a national title if you win the ACC. If you win the big 12, so why wouldn't you want to be the best team in a conference that automatically gets a chance to go to the championship? But instead you have all these dipshit fans out there who are like, if we expand it, this regular season means nothing. Now you've expanded it and the regular season means nothing because nobody's conference winning means anything. It was so obvious like eight years ago when we started this fucking podcast, I said, do a 16 team tournament. Every other fucking level of college football has it. No, what about the regular season? Well, now guess what, Texas? You're the shittiest team in the SEC. How's your regular season matter? Should have won the fucking big 12 championship game, gotten an automatic bid into the fucking 12 team tournament and had a shot. I think what's going to happen is four 16-team conferences, basically the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and the and the ACC. And, and again, it's it's just it's not good for the game. And conference rivalries are great. Texas and Oklahoma playing in the Big 12, previously the Big Eight, that was a great rivalry. Look, 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 look. Nebraska to me is a prime example, and maybe Mizzou too. Like Nebraska, I know they fell off, but they were part of the big eight, then the big 12, right? That was a great rivalry. They had great rivalries with those teams. They went to the big 10. Where's Nebraska been? They've been nowhere. Mizzou decided to go to the SEC. What are they doing in the SEC? They're not doing anything. And I get it. It's money. It's more money because it's a TV deal and it's more lucrative. And the payout is better for these TV deals. But this this thing is such a mess that the TV rights for Texas and Oklahoma, they don't have through 2025. So now we're going to have all this litigation and all these lawyers trying to hash out millions of dollars. I just think college football, college sports in general is such a sham. I just I like it. it it's, it's really hard, it, hard for me to give a shit at all. It, it's it's hard. I agree. It's hard. Dude, for all the qualms and complaints I can have about 
professional sports and each league, none of it, none of it compares to college sports. None of it. The complaints I might have about the NFL or NBA or Major League Baseball, dude, at least they have divisions. At least they have some sort of parity that happens. So you're going to add Oklahoma, who's always in the thick of it, with the Alabamas, with the LSUs. I with- don't care. I don't. I couldn't care. I literally could not care less. And I and I think college football fans are dumb. I think you're dumb. I can't believe you care. It just sucks. You know, if you went to a school and your school was good at football and name of non fucking Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, name a school outside of the top fucking five, Ohio State. Where their football team even matters a little bit anymore. If you're Oklahoma State, you, nobody cares about your football team. I disagree. They do. There's, there's the people who went to fucking Oklahoma state. No one of like the national audience gives zero fucks about Oklahoma state. Football. Okay. The national zero audience fucks about Mizzou zero fucks about Tennessee, the, na- the national audience, but the people who went there and the people from that region, they are cool. Are very- you know, the, pe- the people who live in fucking Hudson Valley care about the renegades. The fucking minor league baseball team up there. But in the grand scheme of things, none of it matters anymore. There's six teams maybe total that fucking matter. And I think it's you, more. I think it's more. I mean, I disagree. I think I think you can bring you go up to Iowa ten, State. No one gives a fuck. I think I think you can go to 10 to 15 teams. 10 to 15 teams. Yeah, I would challenge you to name 10 college football teams that literally anybody gives a fuck about. That have like a big national fan base that have a that have that have a national fan base that are that something that happens at their fucking school will trend that like like no one gives a fuck on the national that they're they're going to compete for something. Well, I, I think look, if you go the culture ball is still so big, it's still a moneymaker, it's it dominates the trends on Saturday. Look, you still have Many schools that are so even a Penn State, Ohio State, Robert, even Michigan, who hasn't been good. You know, those are massive fan bases. Those are massive spread out alumni. I mean, you fucking you go you talk about fucking Notre Dame and like the, and Notre Dame, too. But, Look but at, I'm talking about mass, but you talk about Notre base. Dame and like how they don't have earned like when's the last time earned or unearned Penn State? or Michigan or Michigan state factored into the national fucking title of football. I don't, th- I, I agree there, but I'm saying it doesn't mean that there's not a huge fan base behind them, but I'm or- saying in, in the end, cool. You're all you guys like Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Penn state, o- Oregon state, Oklahoma state, Mizzou, you guys are playing exhibition football games. But they're making money I, uh, again. Oh, cool. Well, great. I, fucking but, uh, that's, that's but, but, but hold on. there. I, yeah, but it is because because basically what plays into this, which I always bring up, we can end on that, is that it is it's, it's a money grab. And at the end of the day, the problem is 
the academics, the new science labs, the new research centers are sadly connected to the football team and the basketball team. So by moving but to the NCAA is not doing themselves any benefit by continuing to move teams. All they're doing. I agree. Is now they've, they've just devalued the rest of the big 12. So Look, the I, rest, the, the, the stock on the rest of the college football teams in the big 12 just fucking dropped a hundred percent. Kansas state. No one gives a fuck. Shout out to Manhattan, Kansas right there. Instead of lifting the value by having conferences that matter. I agree. I, 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 I think, well, look, I think there's good vision. Like you take the NFL, you say what you want about Goodell. The, there's good vision on the future and how things are going to play out. And again, parody. It's better for the overall product of the sport. If you have multiple competitive interesting conferences it is it just is it's better for the overall sport but when you remove that and that's what they're doing hence the sec and is you know what i'm so happy it happened andy because dumbass college football fans fought the big fucking playoff the whole fucking time because then their regular seasons don't matter well now kansas state how's it going for you now no one gives a fuck if you win your fucking conference. You're really going at the Wildcats today. Just, just I'm just saying it's randomly fucking the all those schools, all those people, all those fans of all those schools who argued against what was inevitably going to happen, and they fought it and they fought it and they fought it, and now they have it and they have no conferences. Should have fucking listened. The regular season won't matter. Your regular season don't fucking matter. Good luck, Washington State football. The Cougs. Shout Good out to luck, CT. Vanderbilt. The Commodores. Kentucky, go find a fucking... Go find the, the, the last guy on the bench on your basketball team. Maybe turn him into fucking Antonio Gates because otherwise no one gives a fuck about your football team. You watching the Olympics at all? A little bit, but not sadly. I haven't had an opportunity to watch a ton. Um, staying at my, I've been staying at my sister so far. She she doesn't have her streaming dialed in quite like I have my streaming dialed in. Like I don't know where to find the things. I'm like going through a lot of apps. So I've been watching. I watched a lot of the swimming finals last night on my phone. Um, the Ledecky upset. That was, that was a big story so far. Yeah. Swimming's fun to watch. Yeah. I like swimming a lot. Obviously team USA loses in basketball to France. Yeah. First game. First time they've lost since 2004. They've caught up with us. The rest of the world. And uh, I don't necessarily agree with that, but. Well, well, my take is this. They've caught up. I don't know if they've, I don't know if they've caught us, but this is, I think the other countries having so many talented players and being so good is actually a, that's the word I'm looking for. It's a positive affirmation of where the NBA is at. Basically what I'm saying is the, the league is so strong with a, such a pool of 
diverse players from around the world. If I'm Adam Silver and I see France beating USA, I think that's awesome because that says to me, dude, our league is so good. It's not the dream team. And I think that's what started all this. The dream team absolutely bludgeoned every team they played in 1992. And we embarrassed the world. And I think the rest of the world said, okay, we can't get destroyed every single game like we did in 92. We got to step up our game. And since then, about 30 years later, we've seen that. The rest of the world has gotten very good at basketball. And it is a product of what happened then and also just the league expanding. Uh, again, that's how I view it. I don't view it as like, oh. No, I mean, I think it's good, but like, you know, unfortunately. I view it as it's good for the game of basketball. Yeah. Unfortunately, Olympic basketball, Team USA basketball doesn't have anything really to do with the NBA. Like from like, like David Silver doesn't give a shit. I'm, first of all, I'm sure he does give a shit, but like it doesn't. Like it doesn't actually link to the NBA, but at the same time, I think it's a it's it's good for the NBA for Team USA to have its stars there and for them to dominate because they're all on one team. They have the most name recognition, whatever. Now, I think great games versus, you know, the Evan Fournier's of the world uh, is is good for basketball worldwide. But we are in a situation where we don't play our best players. Sure. And they do. And, and, you know, the, the NBA is a little bit to blame for that because they did the shortened season, the shortened off season. Like there are guys not playing because they basically played two full basketball seasons in a row and aren't about to not get another summer off to play Olympic basketball. But um, listen, I think it's great for competition for us to like play games you know what I mean? And I hate the people who are like, this would never happen under the Jordan dream. And so it's like, this is not, it, it's, it's ludicrous to even compare it when the whole world is playing basketball because of that now. And, and that's and, my point is, is yeah. because of the Jordan team, the whole world is now skilled and good. And, and we see it. How many, we'll see it again in the NBA draft. How many non-American or foreign-born players will be drafted in the first two rounds, or I'm sorry, the, the only two rounds. We're going to see a lot because that's how good players are and that's how much the game has spread. So it is actually a compliment to the Dream Team. And I would opinion. say I would say that, you know, the another positive thing to take out of this, uh, you know, in terms of our struggles, besides the fact that we're not playing. But I mean, listen, we have a lot of good players over there. I think that there, you know, there's certainly negatives that came in with the basketball spreading to the world, flopping for one, the soccer style flopping that came with opening it up to Europeans, especially and and Ginobili's of the world and stuff like that. But it's a less selfish brand of basketball, and we will lose games to. We're still the most talented team in the Olympic tournament by far, but are we the best coached or do we have the best strategy? Probably not because we play a very selfish style of basketball. You know, we have a call about that. I really have to take a leak. Let me play that call. Um, Cause I think it's even addressed to you about okay. the flopping and FIBA and then we can keep talking about it. Hey guys, uh, what do we make of these FIBA rules? Um, I, 
think most people like them, but then also I called to ask, uh, can Joe still blame the Euros and the European players for all the, the flopping uh, in the NBA when it seems like it's something that the NBA rewards um, and that doesn't really get away in the international? So that's my question. Thank you. Uh, so first things first, I love the FIBA rules. I like the no offensive goaltending. I like the expanded paint. I like I like most aspects of FIBA. Now, the refing in FIBA is certainly uh, not as um, loose with calling, you know, the ticky-tack fouls, the flopping. But yes, I still do blame the... Uh, foreign players because uh, it you know they they brought over a style I, I don't even want to necessarily say a style of basketball it's just an attitude of of Europeans I mean look at soccer that the, the the egregious if they believe they were fouled they sell it and you combine that with yes the NBA which for years has always been, uh, quick with the whistle, especially on stars. So, you know, Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan didn't flop. Kobe didn't flop. They didn't have to. First of all, Kobe flopped all the time, but like they didn't have to because the NBA is a league where they give fouls to stars. And so the Euros came over and brought away with like the, uh, the grand gesturing and the, oh, look at how hard I got hit. And so it's a, you know, it's a combo of the two. It's, those players taking a flopping style and and using it to their advantage in a league that's quick with the whistle. Yeah, I missed most of what you said, but I agree. No, I don't know. <laughs> I like I, I said I like the feeble rules, but I I do blame the European influence, but not that the not that it's the European influence on fouls. It's that the European influence on selling the fouls, which NBA refs are quick to call anyway, quicker than certainly the international rules. But also, let's not pretend that FIBA hasn't accounted for what people don't like about the NBA and tried to change it and whatever to make basketball more appealing to the world. Yeah. Well, hence the, hence the expanded paint. So you don't have just you know, the Shaquille O'Neal's of the world standing in the middle, just being able to dominate more movement, more spread out, more, all that stuff. You know, we have a lot. Why don't we just get, we're already into calls. Why don't we get, we, we have calls about the Olympics as well. Okay. It seems yeah. like that seems to be a, obviously it's on. So everybody wants to talk about it. So let's, uh, let's get to some more calls about the Olympics. Hey, Joe and Andy, this is Jeff down here in Texas. Long time listener, first time caller. Just a quick question for you both in the spirit of the Olympics. Um, you know, there's a bunch of crappy sports in there right now, crappy events. So what event do you think should be cut and what event do you think should be added? Uh, curious on your thoughts. Stay dirty, boys. So I, I, say, I, have the, I have the list in front of me Okay. of all the sports. Yeah. Um, it's a good question. There's some I just I like I don't even know what this is. What is trampoline? It's pretty self-explanatory, I think. You know that's that's a possible cut. The the that's a possible cut. 
what do they just jump on a trampoline? Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Oh man. Probably probably doing 20 flips in the air. Dude, I watched I watched the 10 meter air rifle the other day. What? Why we have we're, we have BB guns in the Olympics? Rhythmic gymnastics, not the regular gymnastics. Yeah. Where they dance with that little thing. Get get rid of that. But you know, most of these I'd keep as I look at them. Artistic, artistic, artistic swimming. Do we get rid of that? I mean, if if I have to do one, uh, there was nothing I've ever seen that was more boring than the 10 meter air rifle the other day. Like I don't get BB guns out of the Olympics. I liked that they added surfing. I liked that they added skateboarding. Yeah. I mean, most of these are, you know, they're legit. Are you getting rid of any martial arts? I wouldn't. Fuck it. Yeah. No, I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying yeah. I've already made my selection. We're getting rid of BB guns in the Olympics. I yeah. want air rifles out. But what could you possibly add? I mean, we could add lots of stuff. Like they've already added, you know, they added surfing, they added skateboarding. Like I think the X games, that's a, that's a real, obviously that's their Olympics, but like BMX freestyle as well yeah. is the sport. Yeah. But like there's, there's, you know, what about the, uh, you know, what about like, the, the they had like the loot like the land losing about cornhole yeah fucking throw cornhole in no pool no billiards billiards that's again like i'm almost like that that's the air rifle to me like what these skill these skill like let's i feel like you should be an athlete well i'm trying to look at some of these that you would not be an athlete so you're talking about shooting. That's just called shooting. No, it was the air. Yeah, it was an air rifle, though. It wasn't even like rifling. It was like well, I'm looking literally. at the actual sports names. There's okay. archery. It wasn't archery. There's no. one just called shooting. Yeah, guess that's it. That was probably what you were watching. Yeah. I guess trampoline is gymnasts. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Should we get competitive eating in? Should the hot dog thing be a? You just said athletes. That's not an athlete. Joey well, Chestnut's I'm not just an saying athlete. Now, if we're going to have fucking, you, you, you suggested darts. No, I, I, I should toss it out. Possible billiards. <clears throat> I'm not saying what about bowling. How about slam ball? Yeah, possibly. I do bowling ahead of slam ball. Bowling's kind of fun to watch. They're baked. Those dudes. How about can jam? Love me some can jam. How about pool volleyball? (laughs) (laughs) Pool volleyball. Love it. Pool volleyball is great. All right. This, This is a segue for this call because I feel like we're coming up with ideas that would fit this call. Yo, Dirty Sports, what's up? Coming at you with a stoner question. Um, what's your guys' favorite thing to do when you get stoned? Uh, you know, I always love throwing on a good movie or, like, Netflix something or other. That's good. Um, I really love getting fucking baked out in the woods. That's probably my favorite. <laughs> getting fucking way too high in the woods and listening to music with, like, one or two buddies. So uh, let me know what you guys like the most. And uh, 
Stay dirty, condoms are for Joe motherfucking Bartnick. Uh, my favorite thing, I, I like getting stoned, especially in the morning and going for a surf because I don't have my phone with me. And then I have like, surfing's great because you have the, you have the weight, like all the waiting and the paddling for the waves. And so you have all like this alone time with your thoughts. But then when you actually catch the wave, it's like your thoughts get totally shut off. So it's a nice balance of the two. And I like, I like having no technology out there when I'm stoned. Yeah. I mean, we all can do the stoned watching movie, but I think, I think getting in touch with nature is, is kind of fun. I started getting stoned and cutting the grass or like doing yard work. And I have to make a confession Friday. I smoked a bowl in the afternoon and said, oh, I'm going to cut the front and backyard. I did a full lap around the front and backyard and then realized I hadn't turned the blade on. <laughs> that's pathetic. I mean, I did a full lap around the front and backyard. I'm like, oh man, this feels great. It's a nice like 80 degree day. I'm all baked. And then I go, wait a second. I didn't cut any of the grass. I just drove around in a circle. Shameful. Dude. Yeah. So, so make sure you're not a moron like me, but cutting the yard baked is, is kind of nice going for a walk going for a bike ride yeah anything like that i used to do that in venice go for a nice little bike ride get out it's nice to get out yeah i mean i mean, I mean look the, the stereotypes of stoner like stoners just they just get high and just sit in the couch like i i feel like that's kind of basically been debunked i know a lot of people who get stoned and go for a swim yeah I get stoned and swim. I, I, I get stoned and always do something. I can basically, uh, it's impossible for me to sit down. I'm cleaning my apartment or going to run errands or whatever. Yeah. Maybe that's a sport at the Olympics. It's not just stoned apartment cleaning. It's well, no, I was gonna say, it's not just like three on three basketball. It's stoned three on three basketball. Every player has to smoke a bowl, the same concentrate of cannabis, and then you play basketball. Stoner basketball. Okay, let's get to one more. I think you're you, you're in a rush. So let's try to get one more. Yeah, I'm heading to the Mets game tonight. I've got two. Uh, I've got the Mets doubleheader tonight, five and seven o'clock games. So I'm I'm heading out. I'm gonna go down to the, about to catch a ride down to the city and go. I don't know, maybe get some pizza. Go to the go to the Mets games. Let's right, go. Let's one more wrap, call. We'll wrap it up with this. Joe, Andy, two number one farmer, dirtball, Jay from Minnesota. Um, would like to congratulate Wisconsin on the Milwaukee Bucks championship win. Giannis seems like a likable guy. I'm, uh, I'm all for it. And, um, I mean, savor it while you can, Wisco, because about to be a big fall from grace happening when number 12 doesn't come back. Shots fired. You're going to be middle of the road to bottom of the division team, just like the Lions. There are years to come when you guys don't have a quarterback. The Jordan Love era is going to be upon us. I disagree. Um, I mean, other than like LeBron leaving Cleveland, what are some of the worst falls from graces like a historic franchise? I guess Cleveland is an historic, but I mean, the Packers are a historic franchise, and I think they're going to suck after Rodgers leaves for a while. Um, I don't know. Just trying to think of like 
historic franchises that it fell off dramatically after somebody left. Stay dirty, boys. I mean, the Bulls. Yeah. The Bulls haven't recovered since yeah. Jordan. and I mean, six titles. What, what have the Bulls done since Michael Jordan and the whole team left? Nothing. Nothing. They, they had, they were, I think that they were a one seed with Derrick Rose while yeah, he was MVP. I would say they had a one seed with Derrick Rose. They haven't been back to the finals. No. And, and for the record, I think the Packers, look, the Packers. Cleveland. I mean, the, the Cavs before LeBron, while LeBron was in Miami, after LeBron, they'll be, they'll be bad for eternity. What, what were you saying about the Packers? Well, I, I just look. Obviously, they have had back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and that's rare for this period of time. You know, we're talking 25-plus years. But I, I think football is the lifeblood of that. I was going to say, I mean, like, you know, listen, Aaron Rodgers is, to me, one of the best, if not the best. I think he's mostly responsible for 13-3, but, like, What's a Packers team with, I'm not saying like, oh, uh, you know, fucking like, I don't know, shitty quarterback, you know, Brian Hoyer or whatever. I'm not talking about that, but like replacement Q, you know, let's go with our favorite replacement. Like if Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback of the Packers, what do you think they were last year? A 500 team, uh, nine and seven. Like, I don't think they fall off to uh I don't think they're so bad that they're like a four and 12 football team without Aaron Rodgers. Jay, you're just projecting because your quarterback is Kirk Cousins. I hate to say it. You're, you're trying to project that you're stuck with Cousins and you're putting on the Packers. I mean, yeah. Cousins is just proof that you can have a trash quarterback if the rest of the team around you is good. You're going to be like in the mix. I'd rather have Jordan Love than Kirk Cousins. Sight unseen. Wow. I would argue the Bulls are the biggest fall off ever from having a star to not having a star that we've ever seen for this period. Now, Cleveland will get there. Give Cleveland 15 more years. Yeah. They'll get there. But I almost feel you got to choose a quarterback in the NFL or maybe somebody in the NBA to where it affects the franchise that much. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, those are the calls. 310-359-8365. Thank you for leaving the calls. Uh, Again, let's try to keep them a minute or under. If I didn't play your call, most likely there was just a bad connection or it just sucked. But again, 310-359-8365. I promise I'm getting koozies out this week. I am behind. So if you had sent me your address, if you had dropped a review, I promise I will get those koozies out. That's on my agenda this week. Uh, come see some shows. I'm hosting a show at the stand uh, this Saturday. I was just at the stand this past Saturday and boy, it's great to have New York comedy back. That room was on fire. I'll be hosting the show there this Saturday. I believe it's the 10 o'clock show. You can find out at joeprano.com. I just added my shows for new Orleans in the first two days of October, October 1st, October 2nd, two shows, Friday, two shows, Saturday in new Orleans. If you're down there, Get your tickets as soon as they're they're available. If you're in the area, start planning a trip. What a weekend. Giants at Saints. Comedy shows. 
trying to get my brother down there. Mikey's 40th birthday in New Orleans, apparently. So let's let's go. Uh, follow me on all social media at Joe Prano, except for Twitter at Fix Your Life. All right, that's the show. And I'm playing Wingfoot tomorrow, Andy. Where is that? Long Island? No, it's in Westchester for all the golf heads out there who made it to the end of the show. Stay Clearly. tuned to my Instagram. Follow me on Instagram to watch me embarrass myself on one of the elite golf courses in all of the world. I love how I had no clue where that was. Um, yeah, and give us a call. Let me know, SEC fan. Let me know how you feel. I want to hear from everybody. All right, that's the show. Happy Monday. Have a great week. We'll see you guys soon. And as always, stay dirty.